and welcome to the Into Calhoun podcast. I am Ashley Jones, Communications Director here at the Cal County Area Chamber and Visitor Center. And today joining me for an interview is Justin Parker. He is one of the staff coordinators for the Gamecock Market at JSU. Hello. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good. We just found out about the Gamecock Market not too long ago. Some of yeah. the uh, the comm department students were doing it as their capstone. So I was like, well, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had... This is the second semester we've had um, those capstone students helping. So the last in the fall, we had them focus on campus partnerships and communication. And this semester we had community uh, partnerships and communication, like engagement. So uh, that's why they were looking at various ways off campus to engage like local businesses and stuff like that. So I got to speak to some of them and I hope at the chamber, I know that our um, our young professionals uh, last night they had their social for the month and I think they were taking up donations for the market. Okay. So that's, cool. that's something cool. Hopefully to spread that outreach, like you were saying. They they should have a good idea of what it is already. Um, so, but definitely, hopefully this will help too uh, get the word out a little bit. Um, and we can talk about like what it is and what we do. So, yeah. Yeah. So go yeah. ahead and tell it like, how did that get started? Yeah. So about five years ago now, we started the actual food pantry. Uh, We just saw a a variety of us on campus who worked with students um, just saw a need for having food available for students. Uh, You know, in my office, we used to have (laughs) one of my one of the people that works in me used to just keep food in her drawer. Like she would buy like stuff at Dollar General and she would have stuff left over and she'd leave it in her drawer and she'd just give it out to students when they needed it. Uh, we had a couple other places on campus like housing um, who, you know, works with a lot of students, but sees a lot of students in need as well. Uh, some of the other some of the other student affairs operations, too, uh, w- would come across it. So we just kind of got together about five years ago and put something together. I mean, found a space and started getting food donations. Um, one of the downsides of what we did five years ago was um, we didn't have, it wasn't really coordinated, uh, I would say, every day. It was it was coordinated, it was coordinated, but there wasn't a lot of uh, active hours. Not a lot of people knew about it. We didn't get, mm. we didn't have a chance to communicate it well. Um, so like you only knew about it if you knew about it kind of thing, which I, in, in my opinion is a, is a barrier to access. So yeah. uh, we, you know, when the pandemic hit three years ago, uh, I was thinking about like how we can proactively assist students because I knew coming out of the pandemic, it was going to get worse and there's going to be more needs. So what we what we did was is we had several entities going on in the same space so we had a food pantry we had a a career closet for like professional clothes uh we had hygiene items in there and then we also had uh stuff for uh parenting students so we had you know like uh clothes for women who are pregnant or parenting we had you know some like kids toys you know just some basic stuff like that um so it was all in the same space it was all coordinated by different people um there was really no the timing to access the space was minimal at best it just depended on when that person who happened to coordinate that function could get there and Mm -hmm. and we all have other jobs right so it's really like we just did it on the side because we knew it was a need so when we came out of the pandemic i really knew we're going to have to be better about 
proactively assisting students who are in need. So we, my idea was to relaunch it and rebrand it as a Gamecock market where it was essentially like a market of services uh, for free uh, that students could use. So all those entities combined into the market, and we also added school supplies because I knew that was something. If you don't have money for food, you don't have money for school supplies. Um, So we added that to the the mix. And what it allowed us to do is it was easier to communicate with campus about what we were. It was easier to communicate about donations. Um, And also we provided more day-to-day coordination and access to students. So this is actually open to both students and employees, and we've had some employees use it. Um, It's mostly students, I'd say 90% of students, um, and most of what they come to us for is food. So, you know, we do use those other entities still, um, but the main main need and use is food. Uh, What we'll find is, uh, well, first of all, this is, all donation based. Um, so we either get physical donations come in from individuals or groups or um, so like, you know, sororities will come in, they'll do drives. Uh, other groups, like student clubs on campus will do drives or colleges or departments will, or we've had community uh, organizations like churches will get together and, and get a bunch of food and they'll donate it to us. So it's all done all donation based. We do fiscal donations. We can do monetary donations. Um, so for monetary donations, you can either um, give to our market foundation account, which is through the annual giving campaign f- for the university. You can get a tax. It's tax deductible. You can get a uh, you know a tax write off for it. Um, or you can just you know if you just that you're not worried about that, you can give us cash or what we also take is uh, cards for like Walmart, uh, Visa gift cards, stuff like that. And so what we'll do when we don't have donations going or we don't have enough donations in for our need, we'll use those cards. We'll use the financial donations to go to Walmart or other places to buy what we need. So that those are the ways that the, the market survives and is sustained right now. Um, so this is a free resource to our students and, and staff members, faculty members as well. And it, it's definitely uh, in the last three years, it's exponentially grown. The amount of the amount of usage has grown uh, to the point where uh, we're now utilizing volunteers on almost every day to stock uh, the shelves, to fill orders. Um, and so the the usage is like tripled. And since we started the the rebrand three years ago, we started it in fall of 20. And it's just every semester, it's just going up. So we really were now looking at ways this year to better communicate and get the word out to stakeholders, not only on campus, but off. So that's where this comes in. Um, We're trying to do a better job of reaching out to local businesses and other local organizations that are looking to give back to not only the university, but more importantly, the students. I have a a sneaking suspicion that a lot of the the members of the community who went to JSU fell in this category who at some point uh, were food insecure and this would have been super helpful to them while they're in college. And this is a great way for them to get back. Uh, this goes all directly, like I said, 90% of this is students. 
It's all for free. Uh, we see ebbs and flows throughout the year uh, for when uh, the need is most. Uh, and we are trying to meet that need. Often it's in the times between semesters when there's no financial aid. Uh, in the summers, we get huge requests, especially from international students, because they don't they don't get funding in the summers. So we also find during breaks, uh, break times, so like closures, uh, when the campus is closed and dining facilities are closed, uh, we see a big need for that. So we even last two years have put together meals that we provide that we leave in the dorms for students. So when it's closure time, they also they have uh, meals accessible to them in the dorms, and they also have we have mobile pantries or mobile markets we call them uh, around campus that are open that they can go get food from as well uh, when we're not during business hours. So we've been looking at ways to uh, really provide this service in a more accessible way even when we're not open, when the campus isn't open, that's helped. Um, but we're always in need of, of food. And I think that's where the community partnerships come into play. Uh, what we've done so far is we've just relied on the generosity of campus members, campus stakeholders. And we've uh, we've reached out to them when we need food, so we'll do drives. We'll we'll tell them specifically what we need, and they'll do drives for us. And it's been great, and it's been helpful. Um, but that's not going to be the way to sustain us long term. Uh, and that's what I'm my my focus is on is trying to get it to the point where this is available consistently, and we have the resources that we need um, to help students when they need it most. Because ultimately, we can't. In my opinion, we can't meet our academic mission if our students are hungry. Those basic needs have to be met in order for us to, in order for students to be successful academically. So we're trying to meet that basic need with this operation, and that is the, the core mission of what we do. So like, as far as food, what kind of food probably will work best? Like something, if it's canned or if it does it need to be microwaved because they yeah. may not have one in the dorm. So think back to when you were a young college student, <laughs> 18, 19 and broke, uh, living in the dorm. Like what would you, what could you have managed to eat in your room? You know, anything like that is what you're, is probably what we're looking for. So I would say uh, as of right now, we, we don't have, and we don't have the capability yet for perishable food. Uh, one of our goals in the future is to get to the point where we can provide healthy food options, and that would be fruits, vegetables, meat, milk, stuff like that. Uh, for right now, we don't have that capacity, so it's gotta be non-perishable. So think mac and cheese and ramen and meals like you can oatmeal microwave, and oatmeal, you know, like coffee and tea and drinks like Gatorade and water are super popular. Uh, you know, think about hygiene needs. So one probably <laughs> one of the most wanted items is, is toilet paper. You wouldn't think it, but toilet paper. We're always constantly out of toilet paper and we're getting more and then we're out of it again. Um, so those things that you could use, whether you're in a dorm or say you have an apartment off campus, um, once you move off campus that are just items you need, but if you don't have money, you can't afford it. Um, so we'll get not just only perishable food, but, you know, sometimes we'll get donations of like, like, uh, silverware, um, plates, stuff like that, that they can use cups, 
Um, we do have a lot of hygiene items that we get. Uh, we do have uh, feminine hygiene items as well that will get donated. Um, so those types of things that a student would need, whether they live on or off campus, if, if they don't have money for food, they're, they're going to be struggling to have money for all the other necessities that they have. So, like, if you think about it, uh, uh, dishwasher pots, that's always a huge need. Um, you look at detergent. Um, you can look at, um, you know, just antiperspirant, you know, deodorant, uh, shampoo, uh, lotion, you know, just a lot of that stuff that everyone just uses. Um, outside of food i mean that's that's a lot of things that are in need and that's all perishable we can store it on shelves in, in the market and that's kind of what we're looking for and so can canned vegetables are good um like like the boxed meals are good students love that cereal uh br you know breakfast bars or our cereal bars pop tarts you know again this isn't the most healthy things but it's foods better than no food in the moment. Right. Uh, we would love to work up to the point where we had healthier options, and that's the goal. So, is it refrigeration is probably the biggest barrier for perishable? Yeah, we would need, we need a ref, we need refrigeration and freezers. Is that we provide meat, um, we have to be able to freeze it. Um, we are that's that's a goal. We have a very small refrigerator that. I mean, would hold a little bit, but not mm -hmm. anything of any kind of quantity. Um, so we, until we have the capacity, we're not really even accepting, you know, anything right now that's perishable because we don't have to toss it out. If we can only keep a little bit, uh, we would like, to, once we're able to promote it, like we have it, I think people are going to want it. So instead of promoting it out right now, we only have a few items, then it doesn't really do us any good. So. Yeah. So can they go to, I know the Student Health Center has moved off campus. Is that right? Yeah, it's in the old Jacksonville Hospital right now. So yeah. like if they needed even medicine, I'm sure first, like finals time, everybody gets sick because they're stressed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was something you also, I feel like with medicine, it's kind of strange. Got to make sure people are safe, but. Uh, yeah, we don't, I don't think we currently have that. I don't think there'd be an issue if, if we had it donated, we could like band-aids, stuff like that, gauze, sure. Uh, but if it's any kind of medication, we would have to, it'd probably have to go to student health for that. And so where is the Gamecock Market on campus? Yeah, so it's in the basement of Sparkman Hall. So uh, the way we access it now, because it is a dorm, um, it's usually locked. So that that is an issue that we have. Um, we do uh, we'll call a curbside pickup form. So they go on our our market website and they they submit a digital form to us with everything that they need. We have everything listed on it that we have, how many days they need it for. And then what we tell them is we will fill the order and we'll have it ready by the end of the day. And there's a there's a pickup window. And then if they're in Sparkman, they can just come down and get it. Uh, if they're not, we set up a time for them to come pick it up once convenient to them. So as of right now, that's our best option um, until I could potentially find a space that's more accessible uh, mm -hmm. that we wouldn't have to do that in. Nice. Let's see if there's anything else. Are you taking community volunteers? Yeah, we can. We have a volunteer form. 
on the market website as well. We use that to manage all of our volunteers, and for sure we do. Um, and the, during the fall and spring term, we have a lot of students that do it because they're always a lot of they're looking for hours or they're just interested in helping. Uh, but you know, they go away in the summer, so I would say in the summer that would probably be a good opportunity for community members if they want to help us out. Um, we would we wouldn't turn them away during the, the year either. Um, but yeah, definitely, we're always in need because when we get orders in, we get drives going on. We got to get people to do the shelves and keep it tidy and and just help out with other things that we're doing. And then, like I mentioned before, we have mobile markets, so we need people to go around and check those and fill those on a regular basis. So yeah, for sure, we can we can take community members. I'm gonna find like the exact link to donate to. I have some cards that I usually give out that have a QR code to go right to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, right now, the best way, it's just on the, the, the main giving website for JSU. You got to scroll down a little bit to find the market. But if you just go to the main giving, like if you just go to give, like make a donation, you can select the market as one of those like places to give. Well, all, all right, right, Justin, thank, thank you. you. Uh, have a good rest of your day. You too. Well, that is it for this episode of the In Tune with Calhoun podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to the chamber through calhounchamber.com or give us a call at our office at 256-237-3536. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or you can listen directly through acast.com. That's A-C-A-S-T dot com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time right here at the Intune of Calhoun podcast.